LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. An LDG desktop tuner works automatically with nearly any station and up to 1,000 watts. LDG power tuners are ideal for portable and mobile use as they consume almost no current and can be powered by internal batteries that last up to a year. LDG tuners are backed by our two-year, fully transferable warranty and our legendary customer service, the best in the industry. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, well, hello and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire, our Saturday morning community live stream. My call signs K0STH joined today in our live stream by Steve W7UDI. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Good, good morning, morning, Christian. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us at this fine Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm glad we're up and rolling. We're up and rolling, and we uh, hit the post right on time, right on time. And uh, I guess it's time for us. To, I would love to have somebody come on and read the weather from our um, our group. We got the Discord every morning. Everybody seems to check there first. It's like however many. Right now at game time, 23.4 degrees here in this part of Missouri and uh, about 66 degrees in the shack. But that's okay. I can deal with that. A little, little chilly, but it's mostly on the outside. We are, we are 17.2 outside and 62.4 here in the shacks, and it's warming up. All right. We were 15 a little bit ago, so. Yeah, it's heating up. Get, got a heat wave yes, going. Yes, it is. I, uh, last week we brought in Pastor Joe uh, to do the weather, and some people probably should just be passionate about weather. I mean, he unplugged his stuff. He's, you know, let's throw it over to the weather guy. Pastor Joe's like unplugging. I'm gonna go on rogue. I'm out. Nah, you can hear me, right? So uh, maybe we'll bring somebody in. I put the key under the mat. It's actually uh, one of these keys. It's a skeleton nice. key. It's number six. So uh, leave it number under six the mat. Skeleton key. And you can come and hang out if you if you choose. This is a very laid back Saturday morning. All topics. Bring your topics, questions, positive attitude. And it's a gathering, just a gathering spot for us. Hello to Mark and Lou. We see those friends there. There's Wes, mm -hmm. uh, let's Scotty. See. Scotty, and there he is. Pastor Joe is here again. Uh, who's Someone that? has to keep an eye on us. Yes, yeah, somebody has to give me a conscience. <laughs> I, I don't know that I have one of those, but it would be Pastor well, Joe over that? here. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I can't spell it, I don't have it. <clears throat> It's Mike, Mark, and uh, some of our friends. Ben is on the road. Ben uh, sent me a message today, said he was going out to uh, deal with, uh, he's going to pick up a new radio. I think it's a Drake. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Uh, he's getting a new rig. Don is here. He's out. Uh, he went from minus 22 and did the smart thing and headed out to the desert. So he's out there in, what did you say, Arizona, I think? Something like that. Yeah, he went to HRO and he's all... He's all excited. He's all excited about it. Um, let's see where else uh, we want to go. Uh, some people chimed in about the football. I got some interesting email this week. I always get questions that maybe are not so related 
to ham radio specifically. It's more of like a commentary type of thing. They they want to go to Steve for the highly technical, you know, a coax loss ratio and all this sort of stuff. And I and I get these life things. <laughs> They're like philosophy <laughs> things, and I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, I'll talk about that. And uh, the new podcast came out this week, episode three hundred and thirty three, I believe three hundred and thirty three already. Yep. And podcast listeners, as you listen back to this, know that on Saturday mornings, you're welcome to come here. This eventually makes it to you, but when you subscribe to the podcast and you have like a 100-watt ID, you get all this information first. It's sort of like it comes across your ticker. Ooh, they're going to be doing this. Um, So we put, you know, clips, live streams on YouTube, but everybody who is a podcast subscriber is getting the full-length stuff. And they get it first. After all, that's kind of how we began. And people still like to hear things in their ear. Mm-hmm. And one of the emails, I brought up the email, it was about how, you know, they'll say, I'm one of the people that want to listen to the podcast. They're either people that work with big machines or they're traveling and they want to keep it in their ear and they can hold on to the mm-hmm. conversation for a longer period of time. They can't click on the that you know the YouTube. So there's this balance in finding what's bite size for YouTube and what is full length here. And I, I think you know, I think I, I'm just trying to serve the people with what they want. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not exactly. a master over there on the YouTube. I'll just put it up there. Uh, but YouTube doesn't want like 90 minutes of us chatting away. You know, I don't know. I think we'd have to have fireballs and. And all that sort of stuff. We could do that. I mean, we could. How's that? Ooh, <laughs> if I could, baby. if I light a fire in here. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's Pastor Joe up to? Good morning, Dan. We see Dan. He they're giving their temperatures now. I guess we'll go and do a check. So go ahead and put your temperatures either in the Discord where we do it, or here in the chat, and maybe somebody will join us and scroll back and give us a, sort of a national weather forecast or what have you. I left a key under the door if you want to come in and say hello. Um, where was I going with that mail? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I uh, correspond a lot with people over the email, and that's a lot of fun. You kind of see what they're, you know, what they're having trouble with, what they dig, what they don't, what they don't uh, dig. So uh, we can we can go over some questions. I had some questions and some topics that come up. I also get email about life, these life things, like uh, meatloaf died. And like, what was Meatloaf's real name? Like, oh, yeah, right, right. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. He was 74. He was just Mr. Loaf. (laughs) I I think he had some serious illness or something. I saw a headline or something that he was battling something. But I didn't delve into it this morning. Yeah, he was always a big fella. And then he got himself together. Uh I remember last seeing him on The Apprentice years ago when I used to watch that uh, program. I'm not sure if it's still on, but he was, you know, it was like the Celebrity Apprentice. Mm-hmm. And there are some songs I like by him, Paradise by the Dashboards, you know, a real long one. When you're a radio broadcaster, you seek out these so you can go to the bathroom. But anyway, that was one that I liked. I, I, I liked that from him. And, you know, people love the meat. People love the meatloaf. Mm-hmm. 74. And then we had uh, Louis Anderson. <sighs> Yeah, that was a bummer. I was more of a fan of, say, Louis, because I always found Louis to be funny when I found him. You know, he wasn't all, I wasn't seeking him out. Like, I may seek out some comedians. 
but he was always good. He was always really oh, yes, good. He's he sort of of a of a generation, you know. Just sixty eight years old, though. I think that's too young. And he he had a condition too. Of course, both of these guys were heavy at meat. Meatloaf was certainly heavy at one time, and you know what that does to your body and your heart. And Louis was big the whole time I ever remembered. He's Louis always was been a big, big guy. Yeah, he's been a big boy. But he had some health issues as well. Um, so we lost we lost two good guys this week. So. And there's others. It's like, uh, I don't know. I guess it's notable. We lose them all the time, I'm sure. We, we're losing people all the time, every minute that we don't know. And I went through Facebook because I got back on. I got back on the Facebook under my original account. I have a well-placed friend at Facebook that I didn't remember. Nice. And oh, she's awesome. She made it happen. You know, perfect. She made it happen for me. And I didn't, you know, it was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, you're such a bad person. I'm like, I know. <laughs> now everybody knows. She just, you know, kidding me and poking me like, well, what is this? But um, yeah, she's out and she lives in Amsterdam now, but she's a big, uh-huh. she's a big player. And I had forgotten. And we just had touched base mm-hmm. through LinkedIn or something weird. And I've known her for years years and i'm like oh yeah i don't do because i got in a conversation about her facebook i'm like i'm not even really in there i got locked out and so i gave her some information and by the next i tried to log back in the next day she was here in this it was done i was like oh so what i did is i went in there and really cleaned up man i put in like because i believe i was hacked up hacked and we just went over thirteen thousand people in our facebook group and I never wanted to abandon anybody. I never wanted to make anybody feel like, damn, he just left us for the Discord. I got some mail about that, too. You're just going to oh, abandon. Yeah. like, I can't get to you. I can't get to you. I'm under Dirk Diggler, the prosthetic penis. I don't know. I'm, try- I'm just trying to fool the thing, man. <laughs> That's like literally what had Did, to happen. Didn't Dirk play in the movie Magic Mike or something? I don't know what that is, but uh, I also got an email about your uh, banana hammock. I don't know if you want to. That was a bit of a live stream exclusive: a Makita battery and a banana hammock. Banana hammock, yeah. And of course, I'm trying to go down this dirt road with you, and I'm like, "Yeah, let's talk about banana plugs." No, don't say it. Don't say it. And they're like, yeah, just say don't it. Go, say it. Don't, don't say it. Don't, don't go say it. Don't, go there. don't Don't say banana. Don't say banana plugs to Steve. No, no. Yeah, say it. You got to say Whoosh, it. Off we go <laughs> down the red dirt road. <laughs> oh, Lord. It is, it is true. It is true. And sometimes when you speak of the devil, he shows up. And remember, guys, in the chat and on Discord and on Facebook, I put the key the number six skeleton key. It's under the mat. All you got to do, shut the door, pet the pooch, grab yourself some coffee, which I still need to do. A yep. donut. Who would you bring? Donuts? Yep. No, nope, I just brought the coffee. Oh, you're so. one under water. And then hit the, uh, and hit the merch store. So. Old school. Yeah, I got a new shirt, yep. new, uh, new stuff in there. Radio is life. Check it out. It's in there now. I dig it. I need to get myself something. New sweatshirt. I've been wearing this shirt like... Like, it's cool. It's just around here. I just pick it up. Let's see if we can do the weather properly this time around. We'll uh, we'll see if Pastor Joe is available to do our weather on the Discord and on Facebook. So, get it together, Steve. <clears throat> okay. No banana hammock. No banana Best plugs. Behavior. Okay. 
Okay, we understand. Everybody understands. Good morning, pa- oh no. Oh God. No, 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 no. Not, no, 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 he gotta go. Did you see that, blatant? Yeah. No, 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 Boston, Red Sox, that's not, <laughs> you've heard his eyes. Son of a. No, oh, wow, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna have to count and light candles for this. <laughs> I know it because it's gonna be like you know if the gates of heaven really exist, Saint <laughs> Peter will be there and he'll go through the list. It'll be one of these. So, Jesus, and Jesus, and he'll yes, say, my, "Yes, my son, <laughs> you you actually disconnected with a pastor. You dropped yes. the pastor off your." Oh, live stream that shit, nobody's exactly. why, why would you do something like that well it was a boston red sox you yeah. would know jesus understands jesus yeah. understands he would go oh it's the rivalry thing the, the baltimore thing i got it i mean i i've got some protection well we will find out uh last week we tried to uh to catch up with uh scotty uh, scotty's here let's see if we can get a redemption out of scotty this week Let's see what we can do. Love that. Look at that old school. Look at, Look at that. that microphone. Cool. Hey, what's Ooh, up, everybody? How's my audio? This <laughs> Take over, great, dude. Holy great success. Smokes. There you go. Very good. Sound great, Scotty. What's up, man? No, much, not much. Just taking it. I got my old school 100 Watts and a Wire t-shirt on this yes, morning. Yes, you do. And, uh, yeah, I just had to redeem myself, being an audio guy. I had to... And you being a microphone guy, got the uh, oh, the Neumann so forty seven set. It's so sexy. Let's go. Let's go closer. Look at this. Look at this guy's shack. By the way, like you know, when you run across the audio people, look at all. What are those things like? Let's start at the top. Go to the go to the top, Scotty, and and tell me about that that gray silver right, face so, one at the top. So this is a little M audio speaker. Um, I have two of them for the hooked up to the computer. Uh, a couple power supplies. Um, some uh, scanners. See, I got a, I got an old CB right here. Yeah, an old uh, old analog radio, uh, Radio Shack scanner. That's my uh, my long wire tuner. Um, let's see, I got an FTD, uh, FTM. What is this thing? FT twenty eight ninety, twenty nine eighty, eighty watt two meter rig. Um, so being that I'm on the third floor of an apartment above a hair salon, this is my uh, MFJ uh, artificial ground, which is working uh, pretty well. Got my Yaesu FT101E with the uh, matching Look speaker. Look at that bad boy. My, uh, my, my D104 with, uh, I had this hooked up to the 101 with the in the old school sort of flag with my call sign on it. Oh, uh, what else? I have a, um, Steve will appreciate this. I have a FTDX3000 here. Pretty. Um, and then uh, I have a, uh, on the on the flat part of the roof, I have a uh, an RX, uh, a coax loop antenna, and that's sitting on a, uh, G450 rotator, uh, which is here's the rotate controller there, so I can steer the loop. And uh, outside of, uh, see, we got another scanner here, P uh, P25 Phase Two scanner, P, uh, Phase One P25 scanner, and some Balfong handhelds. So, and then on the, behind me, on my Windows machine, um, running a SDR console. Um, and I have a discone antenna in the attic, and the the loop antenna I was just talking about um, are running into a uh, a distribution amplifier and driving all the scanners and the uh, SDR on the sc- screen behind me. We got forty meters. That's what forty meters is looking like here on Main Street in Ellicott City tonight. Beautiful, um, nice. 
and uh yeah that's about it and then i'm on my i'm a mac, mac mini i'm a mac guy being an audio guy so that's the computer i'm on now so me too me too actually i think steve is on a mac mini also yep we're on the Yay. mac minis so, yeah it just yeah, works man my, they work really well especially for this it's that's dedicated I love it, man. Any questions for him, Steve? That was pretty sexy. Oh, no, we went through it uh, on the Discord channel. But oh, you man, did? Nice setup. We were, t- we were chatting about yeah my my uh my setup on Discord a few a uh, few evenings mm-hmm. ago. It was like one a.m. East Coast time, so it was dinner yeah, time. Yeah, the, pa- the power lines, <laughs> the beer. You know, I focused. You know, being worked well, yeah, the, as I am. The, the cat. How about the cat's the cat ass? Cat. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's just right there. There it is. Hello. Say, say hi to the uh, – dude. <laughs> I mean, for real, man. <laughs> That's Willie. That's awesome. I, I, I take these as signs. These are signs like, oh, yeah, you're on that crap show. Here's one. Show them yeah, this. So, so Willie is known on Main Street um, as the weather – he's he's a weather watcher Willie. So when we, um, when we're under the threat of flooding and stuff, um, one of the things that, I, that me and my girlfriend – provide for our main street community is uh and christian you're aware of this is the the live stream um i have access to several of the uh flood cameras that uh fema um installed under a subsidy for us um and i have access to those feeds um this for those uh for those watching and listening um i live in an area that's prone to some pretty devastating flooding and um, lethal flooding and uh, when it rains here everyone gets pretty freaked out so um, one of the things to help calm the folks in town is I'll live stream some of the camera feeds on Facebook. We have a little community group, um, mm-hmm. Ellicott City Historic Community. And, um, yeah, and then Willie is the, um, he's the face of that live stream when we go live. So Nice. <laughs> so th- these cameras, where do they, where do they point at? Uh, streams, uh, tunnels? Yeah, at the, uh, at the watershed. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's a couple key, couple key points. Don't knock my phone off the table there, bub. <laughs> <laughs> um, mo- most of the cameras point at the at the at the uh, watershed. We have a um, um, a creek that runs through town towards the Patapsco River. And uh, over the last uh, eight years or so, um, the flooding that's happened hasn't been the river rising. Um, it's been the, the the flow of water coming down the hill um, towards the river. Just, and mm-hmm. it finds its way through Main Street. The uh, the town where I live is essentially it's a it's a granite riverbed, but little beknownst to the Ellicott brothers in 1772, that uh, you know it was going to be some potential flooding issues down the line. But um, so yeah, most of the cameras point at the watershed, um, and uh, we have some kind of some flood markers that uh, we've installed, uh, some foot markers, mm-hmm. and we know when it reaches a certain level that it's time to uh, start thinking about grabbing the go bag. There you go. I'm glad you're on the thir- the third floor. That's a smart spot to live in. Uh, my first place on Main Street was on a basement level apartment, um, oh, and uh, I lost everything there in 2011. Oh, um, and I'm not laughing. And, hey, didn't you have a fire? I, was it a fire or a uh, flood? It it was a. Uh, I've I've only been affected by floods. Okay. Um, but there was there has been some fires on Main Street prior to my time um, living here. There was uh, like the last fire, big fire here was in the late 90s. Um, a couple of restaurants toward, down towards the river burned. Um, apparently, there was a bus boy with this outback smoke, smoking and flicked his cigarette into the pile of trash, and it oh, yeah, three yeah, buildings yeah. ended up going down. Ugh. Let Scotty hang in here yeah. a minute. Here yep. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try this again with Pastor Joe. And I don't know the lessons in life. 
Right he's an antagonist. He is an antagonist. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. Let's see. Go. Let's see where we In are here with him. Uh, okay. We'll bring him up here. I think we got him. <clears throat> well, hello, Pastor Joe. Hi. Hi. Hello. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm just dandy. How are things there on the East Coast and all that? Uh, we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> this uh, is like the, uh, the 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 parent conversation you have when you came in like really late. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird, you know. Hi. Mm hmm. Okay. Yes, Dad. Yes. Do you know what time it is? Did you uh, not have your watch? It's plenty after 12. So I've been studying on how to do the weather. <clears throat> and uh, I found these really instructional videos on YouTube, of course. There's some guy named um, George Carlin who used to do a weather thing, the hippy dippy weatherman. <laughs> can do that. I like so it. I, totally, <laughs> I am totally ready for that. Okay. Hey, can you nice. go through the Discord weather channel and uh, and... Maybe our chat here, and we can find out what's going on around our country with our friends. Yes, I can. Absolutely. So, first of all, I want to shout out to Scotty, um, because we have uh, talked by email and such. So, he lives in Ellicott City, Maryland. Mm -hmm. My middle name is Ellicott. I am named after the city in which Scotty lives. So... Um, because way back in the 1800s, my family lived there. So he and I have had this conversation, and uh, I hope to get down there to meet him sometime. So um, apart from that, so I have prepared a weather map. Okay. I love it. Let's, yeah, let's go full okay. screen on uh, Pastor yeah, Joe. Thank you. Thank Hotter, you. Okay. hot, so, really cold, and cold. Okay. Now, the, I want to point out, okay, we've got um, reports of a biohazard. Where is it? Here, that's right around the St. Louis area, um, <laughs> flesh-eating bacteria. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you so might want to watch out for that. And, and then look at the Northwest. Here, here. Okay, yeah. so that's... Um, <laughs> Picture of Steve, right? That's a zombie outbreak. Okay, and yeah, that, that's that... kind of... All right, so, Steve, um, be careful that... Who's that behind you, Steve? Okay, anyway... <laughs> You know, so. Steve, Steve, hold on, timeout. We call it uh, HQ uh, <laughs> headquarter timeout here. <clears throat> um, I know he took a little bit of flack for this last week after we, we put his photo up there. But, uh, uh, Steve, do you want to address this um, this power in, in the wall over here? Do you want to talk about oh, that? Oh, oh, it's not nearly as bad as it looks. I I said Steve, Pastor Joe. Don't don't try to go unplugging it now. <laughs> <clears throat> go ahead, Steve. Tell them what's yeah. going on with this. Is there a problem? Are we concerned about oh, it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I Steve, just... it's all low voltage. Trust me. Okay? Oh, that's what they all say. Mm -hmm. it, it's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. so Put that right up where it's there. It's not yeah, that big. Uh -huh. okay. okay. Weather radio. What, okay. what is on the other side of that plug? High okay. voltage. Oh, you mean this guy? There you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's only two. It's only two. And this goes to the um, Baofeng, which is monitoring local PD, because, you know, I'm a police oh. chaplain. It's good to know what's going on. And then, look, this is nothing more than a little USB charger for my USB to charge my mm -hmm. microphone. Honest. It's all very low voltage. <laughs> This is my favorite thing ever. This is my favorite thing. I just want to put you and, and Steve up there together. 
because he's he's squirming now. He's squirming. He's like, (laughs) and the firefighter's like, "Mm -mm, no, no. Mm -mm. I removed the space heater. Okay, so we're good. Um, So yeah, we can do a little weather here. So here in Freehold, Freehold, actually, I'm in Marlboro, but Freehold, it's uh, what did I say? 18 degrees. It was very cold. And uh, let me see. Let me just scroll through here and uh, see who else we got. Except it's not scrolling. Okay, there we go. Uh, solo travel adventures. It's cold. All right, we got you there. Okay. That's Patrick. That's Patrick. Yep. Okay. I know that Paul N2HYG is on, and it's probably uh, in the low teens around there. Hello, Paul. How you doing, buddy? Uh, 34 in Magnolia, Texas. That might be the warm spot. And uh, let's see what else we got. 24 in Bartlesville. That's uh, Paul. Uh, KA5 PMV. Thanks for that report, Paul. And uh, 39 in Washougal, Washington. Whiskey One, Bravo, Uniform, Sierra. Dan, 39 degrees in the state of Washington. Oh, and Jeff Finney reports 15.9, not 15.8, but 15.9 in Connecticut. There's another old nutmegger. I grew up in Fairfield County, by the way. Uh, Mark H says 21. And uh, yeah, so generally it's it's cold man it's 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 pretty cold so hey man it's the hippy dippy weather man hey did we get did we get everybody in the in the chat for youtube is that where you were kind of going through i was just reading from youtube yeah okay cool all right i didn't know if we did the discord too where we all like to gather and talk about that yeah no i'm out of screens so anyway that's the weather and uh, yeah, don't forget flesh-eating bacteria and the zombies. Okay, so all right. Well, <clears throat> I mean, is there a show? Should I hang up now with Pastor Joe? I mean, it's like it's a it's yeah, so hard. Actually, if if I don't work on this sermon for tomorrow, we're going to be watching Bugs Bunny shorts. What are we? Um, what are we talking about tomorrow? I might show up for that. <laughs> Uh, tomorrow, we are going to be hearing a message on the things that hold you back from your full potential. How's that? Okay. All right. Sounds yeah. uh, very cerebral. It's very real. Okay. All right. So, well, we're well, doing good work here. And you us, are too, by the way. Send us the Cliff Notes version because, you know, Steve and I can't read. So we got to help. We got to. <laughs> We got to figure okay, it out. Yeah, no, there's a book I can send you actually if you want. Uh, just saying. <laughs> what, oh, it's a book. What part of we don't know how to read. <laughs> In fact, I, I just happen Is to it have a picture book. Here. <laughs> All right, Pastor Joe, be good, man. Thank, Thank you, you for doing much, the weather. Buddy. We appreciate See you. Christian. Thank you so much. God bless. We appreciate you, man. See you later. He's so fun. He is so fun. He's so laid back. I was scared to death growing up uh, Catholic, and you know, you barely would even speak to the priest, let alone have fun with a priest. You know, in terms of or the conversation, nuns. or the nuns, yeah, you know, or the nuns. And, you know, it's not a, you know, I just grew up Catholic and grew up in Baltimore, and that's how it was. You didn't make little small talk and jokes with the authority. Uh, so it's nice to have Joe, who is a, you know, a friend and uh, somebody who can take a joke and give a joke. But that fire, that that the plug situation uh, set some people back uh, last week because I posted a photo of uh, mm-hmm. us goofing around, and they were like, "Whoa, what's going on with that wall?" 
And then yep. you you uh, jumped in. Um, I want to invite uh, other folks. You can come in here too. It, you might be a little camera shy or Mike Fry, uh, Mike Fright, or that sort of thing. But I'll put the key under the mat. It's the number six. The skeleton key will get you back in here. Just pat the dog on the head. Pour yourself some coffee. And uh, it's in Discord. It's in our Discord thing. Go ahead. And saying? if you don't want to turn on your camera, just give us your audio. We'll, yeah, we can uh, just take the audio. That's good. We can, we can we can take the audio too. Hello to Spike. He's out there. Um, he is in uh, 43 in Billings, Montana, which is up. Man, that's like a spring type of uh, day, 43. I know it's been well, pretty cold at, out look there. Look at Marty down there in Fullerton. <clears throat> What's he working? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, 24 here. And we got the what they call the Arctic Blast. You know, but uh, I never had heard that term before. And uh, boy, you could feel it every hour we would drop down and it was that sort of wind that would hit you, hit your skin and make you feel a certain way about it. It was not good. Uh, but you're welcome to join us if you have a question or a comment. You want to uh, whatever, you can join us. It's a laid back live stream here in our community. I mentioned earlier, episode uh, 333 was posted. Thursdays have been a good day for me to kind of snap off some things and address some what's going on type of deal. And uh, not to get too heavy in here, but I mentioned about emergency communications on the show. And my feeling here, to put it in a nutshell to some that may have not have seen it or listened to it yet, remember the podcast folks who subscribe are getting this first in full always. It makes it eventually in smaller chunks up to the YouTube, waka waka. I'm just feeling that, um, you know, after 12 or 13 months in, months in the Aries program, watching what's going on around here, it's not to say that we aren't needed in emergency situations. I know that we're not always called or deployed for them. Yes, there's bike races and those sorts of things that we support, but that's not an emergency and our infrastructure has gotten so strong these days that even cell phones have held up in some pretty nasty stuff in recent times. So my point was that I think in other places in other countries, we may be able to serve, you know, e you know, better, easily. I don't know. It's, it's kind of complicated here. And I'm talking to a first responder here on your screen, screen sidecars here. You know, I don't know if we're just in the way we're training and we're doing that and all that's great. I just don't know about emergency communications as for hams anymore in our country being what we should be hanging our hat on these days. And I, I will respectfully turn it to uh, Steve to talk about it as a first responder and, and how things work at the local level. We don't have to get too crazy and deep about it. Um, but I could share with you what our friend, I'll, and I'll get over to Steve, what I found, anybody who's interested, I got into amateur radio because of emergency communications. Now this is this is our friends up in Canada, the Radio Amateurs of Canada. And if you read through this, do a little do a little search here, some really interesting things are said by Victor Echo 3 Juliet X-ray Tango about this new auxiliary communications service. And I'll put us up here and we both can kind of look through mm -hmm. it a little bit. But they're changing the way they're doing things and the way they're they're doing it in Canada right now. And I think that that's a sign, that may be a sign for us down here, that the way they're changing how they approach. They're still going to do some training. It's really interesting if you could check it out. 
go to rac.ca, and this is under uh, Community Services Officer. And they're they're just changing the way they do it. They're going to be changing our role or their role, amateur radio, to an auxiliary communications. And it covers those amateur radio techniques and system that could potentially be used. However, the focus is changing. And that's in Canada. That's not here. That's a different country. I get it. But there could be some signs there, you know, if you're willing to, to look through it and read this uh, interesting commentary. Uh, Steve, we don't have to get too heavy. I know it's a Saturday morning on it. It's it's a, a complicated and uh, rich topic. Um, oh, but yeah. seeing that, you know, seeing that change more to an auxiliary situation where they still train a little bit, but it's not going to be the focus. Like, it's almost like, you know, we're going to do things differently as hams. Mm-hmm. You got some thoughts on that? Oh, we have it here. It's it's here in the state of Washington. It, actually, Seattle has been doing it for 10 plus years. They have an auxiliary comm group and that's amateur based. And what it does, it meets the needs of the city. I mean, this is just strictly the city of Seattle that is that they taken care of. Now, personally, I haven't really delved into it. I just know it's been there for many, many years. And, um, and it's just a way to um, meet the needs of what the city has. And, um, you know, everything's pretty much on the local level, as you know, as you mentioned, and, um, and in the the way I'm seeing it more is the metropolitan, the bigger metropolitan areas or the counties that have more funding, they've really beefed up their, their communication systems. Our roles have changed in, in those metropolitan areas. There's a lot of money involved. A lot of uh, the systems are pretty bulletproof. Um, There's a lot of redundancies and um and then the structure on how they operate and um we need to to get into something like that there needs to be relationships but the problem relationships take time to develop and in those larger areas directors and people that are where you make these relationships change jobs there there's a high turnover um but in the smaller counties and where the majority of us are in the rural areas, we have a, a need. There is a big need because their infrastructure and like my county, our infrastructure, while it's good, it's not like a big P25 system or some big trunk system. We're just a pretty basic simulcast radio system. But we, our county has different needs versus like say King County or Pierce County or, you know, counties on the West side of Washington state. And that will apply to your, um, to your locale. So the biggest thing is relationships that your group of your, your club or, or, or your group needs to make with your local emergency management team and find out what they need, what they want and become part of that. And, um, so it's the need, I, I think we're still needed, but how we uh, help or, or provide those services has changed to what we'd have done in the past. And 
And if we can't be flexible in that, then we're going to be no, we, sorry. Thank you for coming, but we don't need you. And, uh, so it's since the podcast went out Thursday, I've really been kind of thinking about it and it's like, well, how does, how is this going to work? But, um, Auxiliary program is one thing. Racies is another one that has been on the books and been around for a long time, kind of fell off to the wayside because ARES kind of took over. But um, maybe that might work. But, you know, I mean, and Racies is a government issue thing. You know, that was a thing that the mm-hmm. president can pull the pull the trigger on that mm-hmm. one, so to speak, and put put us in play. And it isn't to say the commentary is is posted on YouTube if you want to hear it, but you could hear everything in full on the podcast. You know, it isn't to say that we're not needed at all. It's that we've changed so much. And I think that we would be a better use, Steve and us and anybody who's around and listening that is trained and interested, if we went to other places. Now, other countries are not as sophisticated. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure is not as strong. So I think our role might be more of an international uh, stage. You know, some of these smaller countries and the mm-hmm. lessons that we learn and we train for could be used in those places. I mean, you got to be willing to go there and help and serve, but some of those the people don't and even have the, official people. And, and these other countries or locales are, have to be willing to let us in. Right. And so it's let, let's bring up one that's topical right now, Tonga. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just not going to let anybody in because of the pandemic. Right. Yeah, they had a they have a huge problem. From what I understand, they've only had one case of COVID. Now, do you want to bring in a bunch of emergency workers or communicators, and uh, and they now potentially could bring in the virus where they've had only one case, and so they're trying to mitigate that. So. Yeah, we sit here in the States and say, yes, we're going to, you know, we should be going there. It's like, no, we we will say, hey, we're here to help. What do you need? What do you want from us? And then leave it at that and then go from there. You know, we had the force of 50 that went to Puerto Rico, but Puerto Rico is part of a, you know, it's U.S. possession. So that's a different story. But when we're dealing with other countries, it's... And the uh, the force of fifty was actually not not even thirty. I believe it was twenty seven right, yeah. or twenty eight. You know 20 that some odd people that yeah. one set me off in a, a whole different kind of thing there. And and the league's mm, interest in amateur radio and uh, in, in emergency communications is debatable. Many people don't think that they should be involved, frankly, in it. Uh, but it is it's a diverse, complicated thing. And I believe in the training and you know, but. We really hang our hat here in America on this. When all else fails, well, things are getting stronger. We may need to pivot a little bit to hang our hat on some other stuff, too, I guess, is a, is another point where it's not just that. Yeah, we could help if you want us to help or if you need us. We're there and ready. We're training. We're practicing. But and here it's different. this is where those <clears throat> relationships come in between your county officials and your local club because – they don't know us. They don't know what capabilities and what right. we can bring to the table. And that's what's needed. So when when an EOC is opened up, there is specific and roles that people play. And these are these people are known to others. 
within the community. It's a pretty small community. And so when we come in as amateurs, they don't know us. They don't know us what level of of understanding or training that we have with the ICS system. The ICS system is really, really big and it's structured and Mm -hmm. uh, everybody has a role in it. And then when you just start showing up and say, Hey, we're here right off the bat, the red flags go up. You're self-deploying. That's, that is one of the biggest bozo no-nos in the ICS system, right? You don't go rogue. You don't self-deploy. There's, there's a process and, and how this all plays out. And if they, if those EOC um, officers or you know leadership in there have any inkling that you don't know anything uh, about the ICS system, there's the door. Don't let it hit you on the fanny on the way out. It's just you, you're not going to be part of the game. And um, uh, Nepal, another good example. So, yeah, it, it's it's a complex thing, but it all comes back down to relationships, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and 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 finding out the need. Now, we what we bring to the table is communicators. We're we're radio operators. Now, you got to be willing and flexible. Say where if you come in and we bring the an Aries, Racies, Auxiliary, Com team into a a situation, they might say, we don't want you talking on ham radio. We want you to start talking on a shares frequency. And shares is this government HF uh, frequency. So you need to be willing to be flexible and not come in and say, well, if I'm not talking on my 7300 here, on H on amateur AF, I'm not going to play. Then you're not going to yeah. you're not going to be part Don't of it. Go home. You become a you, you become part of the problem. You need to be part of the solution. So there could be you could be doing runner. So you'll be assigned to could be to a dispatch center and say, well, we need you to to go between the EOC and the actual dispatch center uh, running papers. Do it do it because also that could be they're going to see your dedication and if you're going to be and be part of the the solution and then down the road that can change so you if you're going to be involved in it you got to be flexible and um and do whatever job is uh, required of you because your job is one part of the the big picture and um so i mean there's times when you know, I'm out there on the front line and we might be, okay, well, you're going to be doing this. And it's like, oh, that sucks. You know, I go through all this training and all that, and all I'm going to do is just sit here. But you know what? It's part of the, it's part of the process. And, uh, I love the local, the local aspect, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you get to know what's weak in your area. You know, what are your, you know, and I, that's why I think the certs program is really good where ordinary, citizens not even amateur radios there's some in there of course but you know where my and pa at home understand what they can do how to use a fire extinguisher how to help your neighborhood because i know here where i live we have one of these contracted fire companies you know they're under a contract and there's only so many people and when something big would happen they're going to be shorthanded so it's important to teach the civilians this this sort of skill so i i really i think cert is really important mm-hmm. and knowing what's there and at risk at your local level you know i'm near airports i'm near the rivers things are going up and down the highway there's 
fuel lines that run right through town, you know, understanding these sorts of things and, and how limited. So I'm big on the cert thing. I would say, hey, let's get into the cert and understand some of these principles at a general level. And then, you know, connecting with your, your local area here. But, it, you know, it's complicated. I was uh, 12 or 13 months in the local areas and nothing against the guys there. We were meet. It was before the pandemic hit. And then it was all on Zoom. And I was just thinking, you know, I don't think any of these people have ever been deployed. I'm not sure if any of them are ready to. And and some of them, and it's all said with respect and love to other amateurs. I'm not even sure they can program their own radios. You know what I mean? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And my interest in this is something else. And I don't think it's a good fit. And it's not the crap on the Aries program or the team there at all. They're just doing what they've always done. But I was interested in studying HF. Now, I know you say, Christian, this is about... Uh, you know, we got a backbone. It's a digital backbone. I wanted to study the backup to that. I wanted to study simplex. I wanted to study point-to-point contact and then HF to be able to get to nearing nearby states or adjacent states to see how many hospital beds there might be. So I was kind of in this whole thing, and it was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, we, we kind of got a thing here, and I was like, cool, I get it. But I don't think this is for me. I'm going to go outside and set up. MVIS and see if I can hit Kansas City or Oklahoma on my 80 meters, just, you know. So I think it was just a different philosophy. And I I think we can see the changes in participation. There's so many of us that believe in this, but I'm just Mm -hmm. not sure. I don't know if we can hang our hats on it like we, we did several years ago when it was like, we're the ones and the buttons and when all else fails... I don't know. Have you been called? Have you been called up? Have you been deployed anywhere? You know, (laughs) you know, anyway, that's what it was all about. And I don't even know why I went down that road in the podcast, but eh, it's just a feeling. And then seeing how things are going up in Canada and how they're changing to sort of model. And Mm -hmm. I think you have to change. I mean, you're the, Mm -hmm. you're the one that taught me years ago. What's the fireman's motto is to overcome and adapt, overcome and move on. You know, and maybe that's kind of a the sort of a evolution of emergency mm-hmm. stuff that's that's happening. That, that's all. What says you, our friends that are in the in the chat? You're welcome. Sorry, Steve. By all means, yeah. I just want to invite no, them we'll, to the conversation. We'll, if, we'll get there. If they care. And we'll we'll and we we have to be adaptable. And uh, what worked in the past is not going to work today. Now. What worked in the past may work in some places, but mm-hmm. not all places. So and this is where it's we can af- make more change once we start at the local level. And so once you start having something that works in this one county, we'll use counties as a as a, as this local level. This DEM or this emergency manager is going to say, "Hey, I got these." group of guys that are you know this worked great for us and another county the neighboring county could have been struggling through the same incident and then they're gonna he's gonna brag about oh you know look at us we did really good and then that word of mouth will start spreading and it starts to spread out and then that can help us become more kind of relevant uh, right now we're not uh, as a as in the emergency services world and public safety, we're, we're kind of out to the side. We were in, in, in the tent. We're now outside the tent. So now we just got to get our, 
nose under the tent, like the camel, mm -hmm. and start working our way back in. But we have to provide a a benefit to um, to be included. A lot has changed since 9-11 and prior to that. And we, if you're not flexible, then you're, you're going to be left out. And, um, and it's, it, you're, you got to be in it for the long haul. This is not one of those that, oh, hey, I want to be, you know, get into involved in this. And then boom, next week, I'm going to be, you know, passing traffic and everything. Nope. You might not see, uh, go you heat might up not the get coffee. deployed. You might not get deployed ever. Ever. I mean, you got to ever. So. And hey, so in some can, ways, that's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know that they've got systems in place that, but their system, like you mentioned on it earlier, there are systems and leadership and ways, ways and systems mm -hmm. that exist. And you have to have those things. We can't just go barreling up there and be like, I got my stuff. I got my go bag. What do you need me to do? Or maybe you mm -hmm. could do that, but you need to, you know, there's ways to do that and check in and, you know, I, our, I just, our it's biggest threat that I see right now is not the natural disaster. And I'm going to, share a little story that happened here in the state of Washington and in, into Oregon. It was, um, we had, someone was doing an upgrade. So if, if you don't know the telephony system, the old phone system used to be a TDM based, uh, system is now pretty much IP based pretty much everything when it comes to telecommunications is pretty well IP based. So there's routers involved. Well, CenturyLink was uh, doing some router upgrades and they had, they fat fingered a keyboard, you know, and put in a, a bad config, caused the 911 system to fail here in Washington state and parts of Oregon. And what had happened was that, uh, well, you called 911, you went nowhere. It, it was, but from the time that the person, did the upgrade or the configuration change in a router? It was hour. It was another hour or so before it was realized what the what was going on. Our local phone company here in in Ellensburg, we are, we have a small phone company. They recognized that right away, so they did a a a, a digit. Uh, they just did it essentially call forwarding. They set up in the phone switch that if someone dialed nine one one it would just ring it to the, the, the 10 digit phone number, the basic, the business line to the, to Kitcom. Well, that was great for lower County, but in upper County, they were under CenturyLink was their provider. They had nothing. Hmm. So now we had people that if they tried call 911, both on landline and cellular, they went nowhere. So this is a thing where amateurs could come into play where if there was a relationship between the dispatch center, they could say, Hey, we got the local radio station. We can send out a, you know, a, a PSA that says, if you have a problem and you need to call, go to your local fire station, there will be a radio amateur operator that can relay that message to another ham that could be sitting in the data or the, the dispatch center that is one thing that could happen so i mean and that was not a disaster or anything that was a an everyday thing and these, these are the things that 
we have to be flexible. And this is where this local relationship comes up. If we have this scenario, how would you like us to respond? And uh, so it's just, you know, when it happened, I went, oh, shoot, we should have, you know, ham radio operators at all the fire stations because everybody knows where their local fire station is, whether it's a volunteer station or a career staff. But it's um, it, having someone there to to take the the information and then pass it along, then we can, you know, continue on our our services as first responders. So that's one example. And uh, there's many, so. I'm going to give you for that. <laughs> Golden. It's gold. It's gold. Well, thank you guys for sitting uh, through that. That was a topic on this week's, you know, podcast uh, for me, thinking about it. It's good to think it through. I, I enjoy the practice of it. You know, I think so. Mm-hmm. Winter Field Day was another, I think that's what brought it up is because, you know, we we do Field Day we do the tune-up, we do the fallout, and it's all, for me, a test of what I could do if I needed to. My mind is kind of switched back from not the community. It's all about our community. This 100 Watts and Wire is all about our community. In terms of my capability, it's like at home first. How do I take care of like my team here at home, my family, and then branch out into like the neighborhood? You know that, and so there's always something in the back of my mind when I set up portable antennas. It's not so much about, oh, I want to activate this park. It it that's not it for me. It's uh, it's I want to set up in a different scenario. I want to you know, and I and I give myself these little mental markers in my mind about what if, because I know it can happen. Um, I just don't think that I will be called should it happen in South St. Louis you know, for all the things that we've said. So mm-hmm. the emergency communications thing is actually becoming more focused on family first, neighborhood and community. And I think that's where my mind is uh, with it. And the people I talk to have not been deployed, have not been, so are we part of the system? Are we not part of the system? But the training aspect of it, I think is good. Keep doing mm-hmm. it, keep testing and trying. And then, uh, so that's that. Holy moly. Got into that. I told you I didn't want to get in, you know, into it, and we got into it. But we got into it deep. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Pastor Joe. Pastor Joe uh, says Tonga is a perfect situation for amateur radio, and so are a lot of other third world countries. Different ser- situations. You mentioned Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico would have been perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Puerto Rico, they turned down some really talented operators, and that whole thing is another bucket of worms. I don't even want to get into it. They needed us a lot longer than we stayed. Let's say the force of fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was a marketing thing. They didn't even send that many people there. There were people that, you know, who who knew, but whatever, good people. They went, they did it, they came back. But if, they, they some needed of the reports that came back was that their whole, uh, while they were there, and was their whole scope of of operation changed. They They ended up doing more non-radio stuff than they did radio stuff. So it, and was uh, that the need, right? Was that the need? I know that, that they the didn't. Need. They did not interface with the locals. There were local, mm-hmm. you know, there was a, some problems there, and I had hoped. Now you're going to get me started. Let me throw down something so I look serious. Now you're going to get me started. <laughs> I felt like we could have learned a lot from that. They, the league could have shared 
a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, we went in, we tried, we did some things wrong and here's what we did wrong and here's maybe what we could have. I thought it's a publication house right now. Maybe they will create a uh, a book about this and we can buy the book or get the book with our membership. And, and it says, here's how we went. This is how we chose. And these are lessons learned from yeah, Puerto a- Rico. And AAR was, is really needed. And whether the AAR was done or after action report, what AAR is. Right. Whether it was done, if it was done, it was probably kept internal. And um, it really should have been uh, shared around. And it's like, and this is what we did wrong. This is what worked. This is what didn't. If And then what you can do and uh, uh, from here on out. I mean, we do it all the time. Uh, when we have a major incident or whether it's a wildland fire, large structure fire, if we have, uh, especially if we have any injuries involving first responders, we will go into mm-hmm. shortly after that we will have an AAR and then we will discuss that. We'll go through, okay, these are the center. Okay, Steve, you came in on engine 221. What did you, you know, tell us how it went down from your, your point of view. Then next engine, we'll talk about how, from their point of view, how, what, and my crew and myself will, will talk about what went on. And then this is what we saw. This is what we did. And then it was like, well, did you see this? What would you have done if you realized that? And I was like, oh, yeah, we would have probably done this mm-hmm, or that. Mm-hmm. So these are the things where we learn from uh, these after action reports. And um, so and we have to be honest with ourselves. And uh, I think it, I think it just wasn't fulfilled in my mind the way it could have been. I worked at the University of Maryland Shock Trauma, and every day there was a new um, some of my favorite lessons came out of working there for three years. They had a uh, rounds called morbidity and mortality. And these were the trauma surgeons. And they would meet every Wednesday, 10 o'clock. And they were put in the room of their peers and the leaders of the hospital. I mean, these are the guys. One of the guys saved President Reagan when Reagan was shot. He was a, he was a George uh, Washington in, in, um, in Washington. At the time, there was another guy. These are the doctors where if something happens to you, something explodes near you, you crash on a ski. Like, these guys are the top tops. This was early 90s. Anyway, they probably long since retired. But the point is, the young doctors doing their rounds, doing their residencies, would have to explain what they did. Okay, we had a patient here. This was the case. This is what we did in front of the peers and these leaders, and the leaders would say, did you try? Did you do this? And it was like accountability was at the highest level. And I was fascinated by it. As a young man, I was like, well, this is incredible. For the force of 50 thing, and this isn't a smack, things have changed at the league, but I would say this. I would challenge the current leadership, right? They don't know me from anything. They don't know who I am. I don't know about us, Steve. We're we're just no. in, in the gutter staring at the stars. But put that book out. You must have learned something. You know, go back mm-hmm. and look at the lessons. They they got rid of the guy who was ahead, the head of um, emergency stuff at the league soon after. I don't know what that was about. That wasn't necessarily transparent. But just put a, a collection of 
here was our intentions. We went to go there. We were called. We connected with our Red Cross interfaced. We all know people. Mm-hmm. I know people. You know people. I know people in Puerto Rico. We're hams. We talk to people. We develop these things. People all over the place. I knew what was going on as it was going on. They were not interfaced properly with the locals. The locals were not kind of in this, you know, they weren't in there. They were mistakes made. And I just think we could learn from it instead of kind of going, yeah, they went in and made it sound like we parachuted in and we solved the problem. But months and months and months later, they were still ass out of infrastructure. They were still mm-hmm. one storm away from losing it all again. And it never really came out where we could kind of read it and go, damn, I'd love to learn about this. Okay, don't do this. Or that really worked. And if we had two more, two people there over on this side, you know, I know we're ranting a little bit now, but um, that's an American territory. And and, and I want to just put out here and make, make clear that this is nothing against the people that were there. Of course not. No, no. The the boots on the ground did the best they can with what they had. They adapted, they overcame, they met the need the best they can. Was there some issues? I think there's more of a a structural issue from the leadership. It was driven top down. It wasn't kind of going from bottom up, and um, it was uh, there was some mistakes. I it it stuff happens, and uh, and so from here we got to learn from that, and and then go from there. And um, whether it was. Uh, whether it was a marketing campaign, uh, whether it was the what the intentions was, I'm not. I can't say what the motivation was. I have some speculations, but you know, it. Uh, I have empathy for the people that were out there, boots on the ground, and the and the people that they were trying to help. And uh, yeah, we appreciate we the, the people that went. Yeah. We appreciate the people Did, that went. That's good-hearted mm-hmm. people took their time and they went. How they were picked would be interesting to me. How how did you mm-hmm. pick these? What were the qualifications and what were the criteria of the people that you've selected? So maybe I know how I could train if I really want to serve as an MCOM mm-hmm. ham radio operator. I would have. I thought about it. My baby was young. How many uh, years ago was that? I, I don't know, but it was at probably four or five years. You know, young children at home. Mm-hmm. Two-week deployment, was I ready mentally, physically to leave my family, that sort of thing. Um, but I thought about it. You know, I would love to learn what was the criteria of selecting those operators that went. Bless their heart for going. How did you pick them? And uh, soup to nuts. You know, let's read mm-hmm. about it. Let's be transparent about how that went down. And then maybe we'd have a better understanding of emergency communications here in our country and, you know, its need. Anyway, you got us ranting in here. Got us going. <laughs> Damn it. I'm getting ready to curse. Well, what says you guys? I appreciate the comment from Mike. You know, the critical thinking, learning, true learning, critical thinking, no politics, no egos, no discipline, uh, no discipline, just how to get better. You know, mm-hmm. that's all. That's all I would appreciate. And it's certainly as a publishing company. You know, they put out lots of books. I got a ton of them down here in my rack of uh, antennas and the manuals and all these sorts of things. You know, put it out, man. Put it out. I would buy it. I'd be the first in line to queue up to pay $30 for a, here's what we did in 
uh, Puerto Rico. Fair enough. I'll leave it there. But I'm not passionate about this subject at all. I... No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You know what I mean. All right, Jeez. let's switch gears. You guys are welcome to talk about it. You're welcome to join if you want to, if you're in an area that serves. There's so many Aries people. I was an Aries person. I told you the fit wasn't really perfect for me, and mm -hmm. I think everything is a little different wherever you go. There's so many of us that believe in it. We practice. We serve. So respect to all those people, uh, too, our friends in our neighborhood. This is just talk. We're talking. Um, I want to say a thank you to a couple of our friends. Uh, we had 100 submissions for the matching program. Steve, you remember this. You're one of these guys that have an ICOM. So ICOM radio operators who have an LDG tuner with their rig could send in photographs, and each photograph was worth $5 in a matching program. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to report that LDG has donated $500. We hit the uh, mark of 100 Yesu, 100 of you guys out there using a Yesu with the LDG, and the, the money will go back out for the 30-day review. Um, so thank you to LDG for that. Thank you, because you guys made that happen. Each photograph you sent became worth money that matched up, and now it'll go back to 30 days, a review system. Mm -hmm. Next week, next week's podcast will be the peer review of the Radio Waves DX40. This is that sort of off-center fed window we've talked about on the show before. Four of your peers will get together and discuss how was the packaging, how was the manual, how was the bench test, how did they uh, put it up, how did they, uh, yeah, any contacts they made, any sort of mm, suggestions to the manufacturer. So that program's still going. The Isotron 20 meter has uh, been posted. That show is uh, in the podcast feed and the uh, segments are now on YouTube. If you're interested in that wacky little thing, uh, go check that out. But we, we got some more money to keep it going for another month, Steve. So that's, that's nice. cool. I didn't know there were so many, so many people out there that were like, yeah, I got a Yesu and a thing, five bucks. Mm -hmm. So yep. uh, there you go. Um, and 30 days we're casting, I'll call it casting. It's actually a lottery. If you want to, you can also become part of this program. All you need is a 100-watt ID. Go to our website and uh, 100wattsandawire.com and click on the 30 Days tab. It will teach you real simply the purpose of the 30-day review program is to provide an honest review where members of our community are randomly chosen. Now, our podcast listeners are probably thinking, Steve must have walked off to the bathroom. I hear a tinkling, tinkling. That nope, is true. Oh, oh, it's so. Oh, sorry. It's it my sermon. <laughs> pouring coffee. He is not going to the bathroom. Just kidding. Our community will test for 30 days ham radio and ham radio adjacent products. And you can get in this lottery. Say this is something that you're interested in doing, providing a real honest review system. Get your 100 watt ID. You can do that. There's a link right there on the 30 days tab. And it has its own link as well. Once you have your ID, come over and become a reviewer. You can send in your information. This is important. Uh, it stays here and, and it's with us. It's not public. 
And what happens is if your name is selected, I will send you an email and say, hey, y'all, are you ready for this? Are you ready to review this product? And we're going to be doing it this weekend, this week coming up, because we're about to drop a new program. We're going to pick some new names to test new products. Check this out, Steve. Check this out. Let me go over here. Have you ever heard of this? This is what we're going to we're going to do. Look at this handsome man. I don't know who this is. But uh my, it looks like a potato gun. It is a antenna it's launcher. A launcher. Nice. It's called the Air Boss. You can see this online and uh this is the man I believe who originated it. <clears throat> but he got a, he's got a fishing reel up there. They pump some air into this thing and it will launch your antenna up into the sky and up over a tree. We're going to do that. So we're going to pick uh, probably three people. And then maybe we'll give one away. It's got a valve. And it's called the Air Boss. The Air Boss. This gentleman right here, <clears throat> pardon me, is taken over for where I think his, his grandfather or his father. Yeah, his grandfather made the original Air Boss. So that's one. That ought to be interesting to test. The all, the other one, Steve, I think you'll dig this. Because I'm a little sensitive. I don't want to send out these things because it's still cold, man. You just be out there. Reeled in and run in the house. So we want to give it a fair shot. Um, so also to come inside. Do you have one of these, Steve? I bet you do. One of these Alpha Delta switches. We're going to give away a... Uh, I think it's called the B4. It's got, uh, you know, it's a switcher. Your Alpha Delta switcher. Looks like the one here, uh, four position sort of thing. But uh, we'll give away the... Um, With the center provision, I think it goes to ground. So, yeah. It goes to ground. And I got yep. one. I got one here. This is a two. But we're going to do the four, and we'll pick names for that. If you've got your 100-watt ID... Um, you can put your name in to be a reviewer. You stay in the pot. You just do it one time, and you just cycle through. You can always pass. You can say, no, I can't. I'll be traveling. I can't do it. Sorry. Next time. But uh, we're going to do a switch, and you can do this right inside. You know, nice. We'll test it, see how it comes to you, what you think, how you set it up, what you did. And your peers review it, and they'll let you know, mm -hmm. is it good or is it bad? I've had nothing but good things to say about it myself. I am a, I am a user. I have a four in play, uh, but I also, uh, I, I grew out of this one. This is a two, two position switch. Uh, one comes in, your coax comes in, and then you can go to one side or the other. We're going to send out the four, the four part spot. So if you're interested nice. in that sort of thing, get your name in now, or uh, make sure you go over with your 100 watt ID and send your name in. To be a reviewer, we can uh, put you on the list. It's all random, it's a lottery, and you have to be quick. Keep me out of your junk box, because uh, those who got me out of the junk box can say, yeah, I can do it. Put me on the list, and then I'm just gonna go and put you in the, in the game, so we can keep on moving. So that's that. That's that. That's 30 days. We'll be doing another one soon. And next week's podcast will feature the Radio Waves DX40. And uh, mm -hmm. these are purchased with money from the show. So thank you as our members, anybody who donates, our um, sponsors. 
uh, the money goes to develop, create, and distribute the content. There's tools needed to do what we're doing here. And uh, so some extra, we're just going to pay for this stuff. You review it, come on the show and talk about it, and then you keep it. I don't want it back. I'm not even going to touch it. Well, I'm looking forward to that Air Boss. I want to see that. Yeah, I think that, you want that. that. I, I, I looked at it too. I'm like, I think I might need one of these, man. I might need one of those. Let me, uh, yeah, let me see this. Perfect time just before spring tune-up. And, uh, oh, it really is your, cool. Lance your lines up. So, so he, I like it. He's, uh, there he is. He's, uh, it's in action. For our people who are watching today, look at it. He's just, and puts it up over that tree. Like a rifle. <laughs> yeah, he's going. He's going up. All you need to do is go over it. And uh, they sell these little weights here too. I imagine that's grandpa, or perhaps it's dad. So it looks like a third generation type of product called the Air Boss. So I don't know. We'll pick some people. We'll send it out and uh, get a review of it. See how it goes. And and you know it's perfect. It'll be will be perfect for field day. Anyway, there you go. The Air Boss and the Alpha Delta Switch that's coming up soon. We're going to take a look at that 40-meter uh, Isotron. Mm -hmm. Now, that antenna we've been seeing a little bit on Discord because our friend over there is actually one of the testers, and he's using it out there in the field doing park activations. And We have not done the review of that yet, but I can say it sounds pretty good. Like, this guy's getting out with this thing. It looks like a big egg beater. You know, it's like you're going to just oh, drop good. it in a hen house and mix up a, an omelet, but it works. It works, man. All right, what else do we got here? Uh, anything else that uh, we didn't get to? Well, you can, uh, you know, we join us in the socials. Well, we have uh, the Facebook group with, uh, as you mentioned, uh, 13,000 13. in there. and then we, And then we have the Discord group. And a uh, pretty lively Discord group. We mentioned uh, earlier in the in the show that uh, usually the first thing in the morning is everyone's kind of giving little weather reports. So uh, come and join us on the Discord group. It's a pretty active group. Uh, we're over 550 now, yeah, which is uh, growing slowly. And uh, it's a pretty lively group. And uh, so if you get a chance, check us out. I also did a, a thing. I don't have it here. I almost, what did I do with it? You know, our friend uh, Ben. You listen to the podcast, you'll hear all about what Ben did to me. And I wish the I calendar. could show it here. He sent me a calendar of dogs pooping. It was called Pooping Pooches. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. Uh, I think I, I oh, must yeah. have moved Found it out it. of this space here. I mean, and I opened it with my, my oldest daughter. We're coming home from school, opened it up. What is it? What is it? You know, everybody's curious. What'd you get? Because it's a nice, nice size thing. And you open it up and on the, and there's a dog and he's just doing his business. And he's looking over like sheepishly, like, what the hell are you doing with the Ew. camera, bro? <laughs> What's this Ew, about? Dad, what the hell? <laughs> Privacy. Time out. <laughs> You know, so it's a it's a calendar of all these dogs like snapping the rope here and and uh, out there in the field, and people are taking pictures. I'm like, that is some twisted stuff. So I talked about it. I would have to uh, spend a minute. I have to find it. I have to share it with you, Steve. You take over. See what's going on in the chat here. Let me go find this real quick, and I'll come back and show it to you because it is just that 
that bizarre. Let me I put you. Th- I think it was for a fundraiser too. On top. Yeah, of it, yeah. Uh, there was some money uh, going to good. Let me see if I can find it. You. Uh, so it w- it yeah. was good. I. <laughs> but yeah, we we kind of had a little fun with it in the Discord group, and uh, so it um, it was uh, <laughs> it was pretty entertaining, but. Uh, so let's see what we got in there. We have a number of people got uh, Todd's talking about have a couple of Alpha Delta 2Ss. And uh, and then Paul has uh, talk about four of the antenna switches. So there's uh, the Alpha Delta has been a really good product. Um, some of the models have uh, built-in gas discharge uh, tubes. I think the one uh, Christian just showed, uh, there was that little gold or, or brass looking uh plug there and that was for a uh, a gas discharge one thing i like about the alpha delta is that uh, when the um, when your your unused position ends up being grounded so it's uh, kind of helps on the uh, surge protection and uh, so it's a, a a good product and and it having the switch and going to ground is all fine and dandy but when you when you hook it up or set it up at uh and to get the full benefit, remember to uh, tie it into your your ground system, and uh, and uh, we can go over over that on you know making sure how your grounding is uh, done on your uh, on your station. So, but uh, yeah, the Alpha Deltas are are great uh, a great product when it comes to antenna switching, good isolation, and uh, so, uh, but a good deal and. Ideally, you want to have all try to keep your lightning and everything all out in the uh, <laughs> outside. You don't want to bring it in the shack. That little gas discharges your, your last defense. So, well, good deal. So, we find the calendar. Yeah, I did. And uh, I talk about it. You can, uh, of course, on the podcast, but I, you can't see it there. And then I pulled a mm-hmm. clip from it so you can kind of see that. Uh, I, well, I debated putting that up there because it's like, I don't know, man, you're talking about five minutes of a calendar with the dogs. Just so you know, here's our cover. And uh, yeah, so uh, old boy is just uh, popping it there. And then uh, 12 months, 12 months of, uh, look at this guy. He's deep in deep in thought, and they're all like, "Dude, what is wrong?" I didn't take it out of the thing. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this thing. Dogs pooping, everybody. So thank you, Ben. Thank you. This is the Christmas gift you get, and you're like, "Oh, this is wonderful." <laughs> is that a is that a dog? For real, it is a dog taking the dump. Twelve of them. I'm like, I can't put this up here. What am I gonna do? I didn't want to put the uh, the cats and shacks calendar up either, and uh, so this one comes in the mail. Try this one. How about some dogs pooping? Is that one good for you? Yes, it's perfect. So maybe we'll put this on the. Uh, well, we give it away. How about we give it away? We'll give it away on the Discord. Okay. So everybody, good. Everybody's good now. They know how to get into the thirty days review system. Mm-hmm. They know how to get their one hundred watt ID. Put you on the mailing list too. So if you're a subscriber to the podcast. You got your 100-watt ID. You get all the information uh, first, and then it'll make its way up. What did we miss? What did we miss here? Santa Dan's here. Dan is here. He says good morning. He's joining us now. He's probably taking his 1,000-watt mobile rig out and shaking the windows of passersby. Uh, Melting the ice on the antennas. There's there's always something. 
see. There's always some. But. Hey, we uh we had a. Did you want to talk about the topics? Because we'll probably start adding this in here. There's so much going on now in the Discord that's hard to keep up. And Steve and I are trying to grab some of these conversations. And maybe it's best for another time. But I know that your tape, mm-hmm. your tape discussion came back up this week. Mm-hmm. How you tape, what you do. You want to hit on that a I little was, bit, or we can bring it back another week. Yeah, it's I was cool. asked what kind of butyl, or it, it came up to coax sealing, and uh, and I use uh, at, at my everyday job uh, when we're doing coax sealing, we use butyl, and that's how the question kind of came up: is uh, utilizing what you know where I, where do we get the butyl that uh, that we use to seal up co- uh, coax, and then I just kind of reminded okay if you're going to use butyl put a layer of tape down over your connectors and so i call it the 113 method so it's one layer of uh, of tape down then one layer of butyl uh, or mastic or rubber there's uh we kind of went off into that direction then three layers of tape over that so the 113 so but i kind of these days I've been trying different products here at my personal station here, not utilizing butyl. Yeah, I can go grab some butyl and seal everything up. But you and you and every a lot of people don't have access to that product. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what I've been trying different products to see how well they hold up that we all could go down to the local big box store or someplace and and get it readily and uh, and do a decent job so uh, still doing the 113 uh, method so I've I've found uh, mastic is one way there's uh, there, there's some scotch products scotch 23 which is a rubberized tape um, that uh, put the one layer down then the rubberized tape over that three layers over on top of that then there was uh, uh, Scotch 228, 2228 is a thicker rubber, and the the rubberized tape over time, as it you get the heat and cool cycles, it will vulcanize and be, just become one big blob. So another method of uh, of doing that. Uh, I still do the 113 with vulcanizing tape because it still leaves a residue behind if once you have to get back into that connector and and cut open so um so we kind of had a little discussion on that we had another discussion uh just a day or two ago on coax loss and don was uh planning on running a uh, a run he has some trees that are about 200 feet away from his house and he was kind of going well do i run a run of lmr 400 or run of LMR 600. So we kind of went through that and, um, and then started crunching on the numbers. It's like, okay, this is how much loss you have at this frequency. So you kind of, we figure out what's the highest frequency you're going to use. And we used, I just used 10 meters as an example. And then later he said six. So we ran the numbers and, uh, the difference between LMR 400 versus 600, the numbers aren't that great and uh but then now you're dealing with the cost the cost per foot i just happened to quickly scan by uh the cost of lmr 600 on dx engineering it was like three and a half bucks a mm. foot wow like, holy smokes that's wild <laughs> so, 
and, and you know, LMR 400 is half that. So, so you, and those are the fact we kind of talked about that. Let's okay. What are you going to do? This is uh, the performance that you're going to take if you're going to use this, but this is how much in the end it came down. I can save, you know, a couple hundred dollars in, uh, in coax uh, costs. So Jeez. that, so it's, let, let's look at the numbers. Let's, and run through it uh, found a a online calculator that was pretty good had some explanations about coaxes the various coaxes pull downs you put in your information hit calculate and it gives you the numbers even tells you if you put 100 watts in this is what you get at the end and that was uh, something that uh, can help you on make those decisions so this is all these are things that we kind of go back and forth along with the the poop calendar in the discord group and uh so <laughs> it should be my new thumbnail for this yeah there yeah. you go got to take the plastic there you go got to take the plastic off i was Boots gonna I was, what am i gonna do with that he's a nice man he it's a gag gift and it went to help a, a pet charity so it's good and in honor of our friend betty white who you know is the matriarch of our of program here she was mm -hmm. great with the charity and loved the dogs she said that she had to keep acting so she could keep up with her charity work and all the stuff that she would give well that's good you're welcome to join us over there at discord we've got a tech now we started that last week we talked about it here on the show and boom it took off and uh some take off some do not take off and some are just that that wasn't a good idea sort of thing um but yeah it's a lot of fun go over there and uh yesterday i put out a, a my wife was at the market and asked if I needed any new, you know, alcohol. And of course you do, you, you have to. I mean, you're prepper, you're prepared. And so she didn't know, and I was spacing on the names. I was like, I don't know. She was like, I'm looking at like 30 different bourbons. You know, what do you want to try? So I posted on Discord, and then I walked away from it. And then I came back a little bit later. I mean, not just names visuals there's visuals and endorsements and recommendations and i tried this and this is great and then it's a whole flood of so it is the intersection of life and amateur radio we're more than just amateur radio operators and you know life gets in here fido gets in here and uh, and all kinds of fun things people so it's people it's community and we talk about a lot of different things you're welcome to join us over there and of course facebook we hit the thirteen thousand mark which is great very active over there still as well. If you do the Facebook, we're around. Find us tomorrow night. We're uh, on the air. Well, Sunday nights, Sunday seven o'clock central, and uh, so that'll be exciting. You going to run this week? Oh yeah. Oh I'll yeah. Be there with Uncle Paul. With oh, Uncle yeah. Paul. Uncle Paul and his nuts. <laughs> still working on the TMI inf uh, show for Paul. Too much information. Don't want to talk about that. So now I will refer to my stones and your stones as Mick and Keith. We will just say Mick and Keith. Mick and Keith, check. Warm. <laughs> dry. <laughs> Not too cold. Warm and dry. Just what you need. Is that too much information, Uncle Paul? All right. I think we'll leave it there. Uh, we'll see you over in the Discord. We'll see you uh, other places. Thanks for stopping by this morning. I know you got lots to do, and uh, it's fun to hang out with you. What are you doing and today? I appreciate it. Uh, I got some, uh, I got my kits. 
in the other day. So uh, time to, this weekend is, uh, we're building some double bazookas. Really? Yeah. So this will be good. Yep. If we can figure out a way to kind of, even if it's uh, snapshots, you know, even if it's easier for you, he makes a fine antenna. I'm trying, I'm really so, trying to get him to go into that as he goes so toward retirement. So that kit is sort of your, how you build the antenna around mm -hmm. it. This is your supports. Your centerpiece. Yeah, so the centerpiece. So it's basically a kit that I get from DX Engineering. It, you can see the part number there. It's uh, twenty-four dollars. It uh, gives you a centerpiece. So let me get it up here in the camera. Gives you a, a T here, a centerpiece which I use, and then a couple of end insulators, and all this stainless steel hardware which I don't use. Let me get my finger in the right place, but. It's good to go on your, your screw bins and stuff. So, um, but I found this to be a really good, um, uh, just a support structure. And, uh, I just put, uh, my center section of a, of a double bazooka right in here and away you go. Also, I built, um, just standard dipoles with it, with the hardware and it just works great. So for $23, $24, it's a, uh, it's a great piece. Everything is there. Um, and then I just lay out my, uh, my lines, whether it's a standard dipole or if it's a double bazooka, then, uh, and I go from there and, and Let, away let's we talk go. about it. We'll see maybe if you made some progress, even if it's not video, mm -hmm. we can do some snapshots if you do like mm -hmm. incremental maybe we'll talk about that next saturday and i just want to say steve i'm trying to get steve to go in with me and so, start a small business i don't think antenna companies can really make it unless you get like a government contract well but uh, as we near what, retirement what do, think, what do you think if we maybe make three or four and uh for 40 meters and something and we'll just give it out to the 30 day Oh, you want to be reviewed, do you? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Hey, I'm going to put it like out. Let's, oh, let's do it. Now I, I, got your, something. I got your opinion on it. Oh, you thoughts. know my opinion. Yeah, I can't say much. I, all I can tell you is that the care given to protecting that center connection in a double bazooka is nothing like I've seen on the market. Maybe I haven't seen everything, mm -hmm. but... There's care given to that very sensitive point that when you're moving your antennas up, something short key right here. That's this key. is the key. I'll try to get so. him in the business, y'all. But uh, hey, if uh, <laughs> if that comes up to be a you know a thirty day review, he 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 gets the, the hanker in to make an antenna, and I'm like, you know what I could use, Steve. Um, uh, I got let's see, I got orders whatever. for I got orders for two forties and a twenty right now and a one sixty. Two forties, twenty, and a one sixty. We're already in business. If you just would, <laughs> he's getting closer to retirement, so I, he's gonna need to keep him busy. Or his wife's gonna, you mm -hmm. know, just go outside, go make a lot of antennas. All right, you guys, you be good. We will uh, we will catch up with you next Saturday, and we'll talk about Steve. We'll check in on your progress here. Mm -hmm. and uh, whatever else you want to bring to the table, okay? 73, Steve, have a great day. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out with us and teaching us what you know about this great game, our hobby and service. 
Oh, thank you. And uh, 7-3 to you, Christian. And 7-3 to everyone. And thank you for taking time out of your day to join us. Take care, guys. See you again soon. See you on the net tomorrow or Sunday, 7 o'clock Central Time. Look for us on uh, yeah. NetLogger and on our socials. We'll post it up. Look forward to hearing you. 7-3, y'all. Take care. Take care, everyone. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.